Let's go to the movies, an award season podcast. Welcome to season three, episode 12. On today's episode, we are going to dive into final recap for the Oscars, going to going over a brief summary of all the films, kind of what to expect from each of them, kind of give you a cheat sheet if you're going to be going to any Oscar parties or participating in any ballot contests help you get a little knowledge that you might not have had on some of those. And then also we're going to be revealing my final selections for my ballot that I plan to lock in on Oscars Sunday. So let's just jump right in. First on today's episode, I'm going to just kind of give a brief recap of all of the films that are nominated for Best Picture and some of the other things that they are also nominated for. Then I'm going to probably just go into some of my thoughts and then finally, we will discuss my ballot picks for this year. So first up, I'm going to just go in alphabetical order to make it easier. We have Belfast. This follows a family living in Belfast in 1969 during the riots that were occurring in Northern Ireland and their ultimate decision to stay or leave the only home they know. It's nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress, Best Actor, Best Director, Best Original Score, excuse me, Screenplay. Best Sound and Best Original Song. Coda follows Ruby, the youngest and only hearing member of her family, as she explores her passion for music while balancing her commitments to her family. Nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Adapted Screenplay. Don't Look Up. Two scientists discover a comet is hurtling towards Earth and will destroy the planet in six months. They try to alert the world to little avail. It's nominated for Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Score, Best Editing. Drive My Car. It's about a man's wife who dies, and he is grieving her as he works on directing a play for an art festival. As all of this occurs, he is also bonding with his driver, who is also sorting out things from her past. Nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best International Film. Dune, set far in the future. A royal family is instructed to move to a planet and oversee the mining of spice. Meanwhile, the emperor is planning to overthrow them. This is nominated for Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Score, Best Costume Design, Best Makeup and Hairstyling, Best Editing, Best Visual Effects, Best Production Design, and Best Sound. King Richard follows Richard Williams and his family as they strive to get Venus and Serena into the tennis spotlight. It's nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress, Best Actor, Best Original Screenplay, Best Song, and Best Editing. Licorice Pizza follows a 15-year-old and a 25-year-old during a 1970s summer in the Valley as they try to figure out their futures and their feelings for each other. Nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay. Nightmare Alley. A man learns how to be a mentalist while working at a carnival He tries to exploit this act to profit off of the wealthy, and things eventually catch up with him. Nominated for Best Picture, Best Cinematography, Best Costume Design, and Best Production Design. The Power of the Dog. Two brothers work as ranchers in 1925 Montana. One of the brothers brings home a new wife and her son, who is relentlessly mocked by the other brother until his ultimate demise. It's nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress, two nominations for Supporting Actor, Best Director, 
Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Score, Best Editing, Best Production Design, and Best Sound. And finally, West Side Story. The Jets and the Sharks rivalry is heating up as Tony and Maria fall in love and hope to calm the tensions, but instead just fuel it further. Nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Costume Design, Best Production Design, and Best Sound. And so that is a very brief two-minute, more or less, overview of all of the major films nominated this year, brief plot, and some of the stuff that they are nominated for. So some of my initial thoughts just going into this year's award show is that this is a very odd group of films. Um, It's just how I feel about it. Very few strong crowd pleasers, in my opinion. A lot of lack of major hits. For example, a lot of people were up in arms about No Way Home not getting any nominations. So clearly that is an example of a crowd pleaser. (laughs) I would honestly feel like Dune might be one of the biggest quote-unquote crowd-pleasing blockbusters that's also nominated for a lot of stuff. There's nothing else really like that in the group this year. Um, As I've mentioned in past episodes, I always kind of look at it as like, what does the average moviegoer want to see? And I don't know that a lot of these are the kind of movies that your average moviegoer is just casually going to watch unless they're neurotic about films or actually have an interest in just seeing Oscar films regardless. So I'm curious to see how that's going to all play out. Um, There's obviously been a lot of backlash at almost every decision that's been made by the Academy for this award show this year, just in terms of, you know, hosting or lack thereof or what categories they're not going to show live and who's performing, who's not performing. It just feels like anytime anything gets published about something that's going to be happening everyone freaks out and starts condemning the decision. And I think that that is just kind of where we are in society. Everyone's always just complaining about everything. So it will be interesting to see if this is all going to pay off all these decisions that they are making. Because I know ratings matter, and that's exactly why they're doing a lot of the things they're doing. But I also kind of say to what end, because... If you don't care about the Oscars and you don't really care about any of the movies nominated, you're probably not going to watch it. It doesn't matter what they do. If you always watch the Oscars and you have an interest in some of the movies, then you'll probably put it on. So it's like a really fine line. I don't really know if there even is a solution, but I just feel like it's almost like grasping for a viewer that you're probably never going to get. So are you really drawing in any new viewers? How do you draw in new viewers? I think the biggest thing is to just acknowledge the crowd-pleasing films a little more in some capacity. I don't, again, have even the solution for how to handle that, but I just, they need, it needs to be embraced a little bit more, I think. Um, I also kind of wondered, is like the elusiveness in general of the Oscars and what it means kind of fading due to streaming? Because a lot of the films aren't big movie theater experiences. They are just things you pop on in the TV while you're at home. Maybe after you've been sitting at home working all day. Maybe the allure of going to the theater to see these huge films is just kind of worn off. Maybe the ones that are supposed to be like the huge films, like Power of the Dog with all the nominations, like the most of the year, maybe that would have made more of an impact if it was something that was in the theater 
and had a lot of buzz and people are like, oh, you got to go see this. So I don't know if it's just hitting different, but that was just kind of something that I thought about. Like, is this truly like the pinnacle of award shows like it has been in the past? And in general, I don't even feel like I really have obvious picks for some of the categories that are nominated this year. Um, I like I usually have like a strong go to that I'm really confident about, but I kind of feel like I struggled a little. And I don't even feel like a lot of my friends really even saw a lot of the films this year, which is just kind of the way things are, like just like the oversaturation of content and like not having a lot of options to see them in the theater and maybe you're less inclined to just turn it on at home or you don't even know where to find it at home. It's kind of overwhelming. I feel like that's probably playing into it a little. And so then it just kind of made me question even further, like what does the future of awards season even look like? Is it going to lean more towards just streaming? Is it going to try to be pushing towards theatrical releases again? I don't know. It just raises a lot of questions. And I know um, I have touched on a lot of this in my theater and streaming discussions, an episode from this season, an episode from the past season. So if you are interested in any of that, you can dive a little more into those topics. But in going through all the nominees and trying to definitively pick my selections, just some of the things that kind of came up while I was trying to decide. And then a side note that I wanted to add, something I mentioned in my previous episode in my discussion about King Richard was there, we were talking about if, uh, when was the last time a sports film had actually been nominated for Best Picture? And we noted Blindside in 2009. But then I did a little digging and found out it was actually Moneyball in 2011. So it was still a while ago. Like that was about like a decade ago that an actual sports centered film was in the Best Picture category. So I think that's mad props to King Richard for. <laughs> changing that a little bit, but kind of interesting to to note because I didn't really think about it until we had that discussion. So just wanted to add that little footnote there. And to conclude today's episode, I am going to be going through my ballot, all the things that I am going to be selecting for my ballot contest, and a few side notes in relation to some of those selections. So I'm just going to go through that. And we'll start with Best Picture, which I selected Coda. I have a strong feeling it could go to The Power of the Dog. But I feel like those two make the strongest sense in for me as to why they should be selected. I usually pick a Best Picture based on what it does for film, what it does for the way you watch film, what it does in regards to advancing the medium. And so... Coda just stuck with me a lot more because it was so heartwarming. It was a different look at a different kind of community, and I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. But on the flip side, I know The Power of the Dog has been succeeding in snagging some of the top prizes this award season, so there's a strong chance that that could take the prize. It's kind of a reinterpretation of a Western and like kind of what it means to be a Western film, kind of that genre bending a little bit, and so it could have strong chance or we could just be completely surprised like we have been in the past (laughs) but as of now I am sticking with Coda for best actress Jessica Chastain I've been rooting for her since before any nominations came out for anything best actor Will Smith I think it's probably his time to finally snag the prize I personally would 
select Andrew Garfield to win if this was a perfect world and I could just pick who I wanted <laughs> just because I love Andrew Garfield and I've been watching him since college, since the early days of the social network and even before that. But uh, Will Smith has really just kind of cemented that he is a solid character actor for sure. Supporting actress, I'm putting Ariana DeBose. Just feels just like a shoe-in. Supporting actor, Troy Kotzer. Best director, I am going with Jane Campion. Just again, because she has been kind of getting a lot of accolades already. Kind of just feels like one of those kind of shoe-ins. If that plays out, it would be interesting since the CODA director is not in this category. So say CODA does win and she doesn't. Or, excuse me, if Coda wins and Jane wins, that would be another interesting scenario of the picture and the director not lining up. Which it does happen. It's just not all the time. Which makes me think that if she does win and The Power of the Dog wins Best Picture, like that would just kind of make sense from that perspective. But I am sticking with her for that category. For Adapted Screenplay, I'm going with Power of the Dog. And mostly... That was kind of a tricky category for me to land on, but I'm going with that mostly because I was, I had read that this was like the fifth attempt or it had been attempted to be turned into a film five times prior. And so they finally were able to translate it. And just that fact alone kind of makes me lean towards that, taking home that prize. For best original screenplay, I also kind of struggled with this one just because I think that the original aspects of all of the nominees really made sense, like, why you could argue for each one. But I went with Licorice Pizza, and mostly because this seems like one of those, like, Hollywood films. Like, the people in Hollywood probably really love it. And since it's not really nominated for much else, it's not going to win Best Picture. This seems just kind of like a nod to that, that they're still able to kind of give. I always appreciate, though, when the screenplay categories surprise me, so I'm looking forward to seeing how those two play out. For cinematography, this was a very, 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 very tough pick for me because I could easily argue any of the films taking this one. I'm sticking with West Side Story as my pick because I think the way that they use natural lighting and shadows is really impressive. It's just, as we said with the two friends I saw it with, it's like genuinely understanding the craft and just using your skill. No frills, no CGI, no post effects, just... Here's the light. Let's work with it. And it kind of created that like dreamy kind of old school feeling, which I really appreciated and totally amplified the movie. Okay, so for animated, I honestly have no idea how how this is going to go. But I'm picking Luca and only because I love that movie probably the most (laughs) out of the three Disney films. And then I didn't get a chance to watch the other two nominated. I've heard Flea is amazing and it's one of those ones that's crossing over several categories animated documentary and international film and I think that's really significant so that probably has a solid chance but this is going to be my one selfish pick and I'm picking Luca because I thought Luca also kind of had that claymation almost vibe to it and then it also was just really awesome when they anytime they animate water I think it's fantastic and just kind of maintaining the transformations of like the boys and the mermaids and stuff so I'm going with that one for best score I'm picking Hans Zimmer for Dune that is completely biased because I just love Hans Zimmer and I think it'd be legit if he could win again 
Um, so that's my pick there. For best song, I'm going to go with the Dos Orguitas from Encanto by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I personally think that, that one is purely going to win just because they really want to give Lin-Manuel Miranda an EGOT and just allow him to kindly reach that status. Plus, Encanto was such a fan favorite. It seems right that they would give that song. But in general, I did think this was a strong year for song selections. So I don't know that I would necessarily be like, upset if a different one takes home the prize, but I'm picking Encanto in this case. For best costume design, I'm going with Corella. That was essentially a fashion film. They had really crazy costumes and like the one where it was like catching on fire and burning into another dress, which I know is CGI partially, but it still had elements of costume design in it. And I think that it was just really strong and added to the story in its own right. For best makeup and hairstyling, going with the eyes of Tammy Faye, which maybe seems a bit obvious since Tammy Faye's whole shtick was how much makeup she wore. But they pulled it off really well. They used prosthetics really well on Jessica Chastain. Totally transformed her. You felt like it was her. So I'm sticking with that one. For best editing, I'm going with Tick, Tick, Boom. That's partial, partially because of my bias towards wanting Andrew Garfield and company to win something. But also, it was very quickly cut, fairly, uh, kind of like how I describe it in my head as quippy editing, like quick, 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 quick. So I'm going to go with that one. And because it was uh, transitioning a lot from the actual musical to, like, his real life, which was also kind of a musical. It was got that kind of Inception-y musical within a musical vibe. This is a solid category, though. I think King Richard could even win it, like I was discussing in my King Richard review editing together sports scenes is solid, making it look professional, making it look better than the average person. That's a lot in editing. And then don't look up, of course, strong editing. Adam McKay's whole vibe is editing. So clearly what I'm saying is I'm not confident in my selection, but I'm just going with it. So for visual effects, I'm picking Dune. That was a visually astounding film. There was a lot that they put into their effects and like the sand and all of that and this just feels like the technical shoe in for this year for production design this was an insanely tough pick i think all of these films in this category had fantastic production design but i decided to go with west side story just because knowing that they filmed it in real life locations like new york new jersey but it looked they were able to create the look of the 60s or whatever, the 50s. I can't really wrap my head around it. Like, the opening shot alone, like, I don't even understand, like, where they filmed it. So I'm going with that one. I could easily see, like, Nightmare Alley taking this one just with the noir film style and how it could have easily been just as appreciated if it was in black and white, which it was for a short time in some theaters. So this was a really strong category, so I'm curious to see how that one plays out. For best sound, I'm going with Dune. Again, just the technical shoe-in, I feel like. And just creating all the sounds of the sand and the creatures under the sand and kind of meshing that all together with, like, almost, like, spacey sounds, you know. I think it's a really strong chance for that one. For international film, I'm going with Drive My Car just because it's obviously really talked about. It's in the best picture category. 
But at the same time, with Flea crossing across all three categories that it's doing, maybe that one has a chance of winning. Maybe that would be like a dark horse kind of snatch of that prize. So we'll kind of see with that one. Okay, and for the final four are documentaries and short films. I did not get a chance to see these, so I looked up uh, the plots and kind of an idea of what they were about and just kind of made some educated guesses purely based on content. And it's probably not going to pan out. These ones are usually just luck if I'm not able to see them. But I, for documentary, I went with Summer of Soul. For documentary short, I went with Audible, Animated Short, The Windshield Wiper, and then Live Action Short, On My Mind. Those are always the make it or break it for the ballot contest with my friend group. So we will see how those play out. And if anyone in my friend group is listening, they will definitely have a spoiler. And they'll either side with me or pick something (laughs) to try to bring me down. But anyway, that is my ballot for this year. Locking it in here. We will see how all of that goes. The Oscars are just a few days away. Hopefully you've had a chance to see some stuff. And... Hopefully you are able to catch a few more things if you're trying to. After the show, obviously I'll touch base on how things went. But until then, have a very happy Oscars Sunday. On the next episode, which will be the last episode of Season 3, I will be discussing the 94th Academy Awards telecast and how all of that played out all the winners, surprises, reactions in general, how everything went, how a lot of the new decisions by the Academy went down. So if you are looking forward to the Oscars, definitely come back and check out my reactions to the Oscars. I would greatly appreciate it. And I do hope you enjoy this last final weekend of award season. Thank you for listening today and for joining me on yet another trip to the movies.